previously on the Dave and Steve show. How come you can't say topless for a guy? Why is that weird? All drugs are illegal. The war on drugs is still going on, but you can get heroin at 7-Eleven. Wink, wink. Because you no. haven't been keeping up on social media, you should also know that your wife is now looking into lash extensions now that she's gotten her LASIK surgery. So I just wanted to give you that update as well. Really? Yeah. yeah. Lash extensions. Yeah. So, so, I mean, if that, that's, a, that's a very modest way of, uh, of, of improving yourself. But uh, if, she's, if she has that kind of mindset, I have a small list of things she can work on. <laughs> At some point, you're going to yell, "No, I get it, Dave. You hate America, and I love it." Like you will, you will pull it. You will <laughs> no, get. I do have that chamber. You will get... <laughs> actually, yes. You you guys both have little ones. He's raising himself just enough so that we can see one of his nipples. So this is already the most uncomfortable start to a show ever. That was the the oval one. Show uh, me that smile again. Show me that smile. It actually took uh, several minutes to slow. Now Steve's just taking his shirt right off. It's off. Steve is topless. For, this is a first on the David Steve really show. Is. It's the it's first better. topless uh, male. It's better. Guy. It's yeah. better. Did he just get to the end? Did he get, have relations with the octopus or not? He he came dangerously close. Dave, where are you on this? Where I'm at is I was trying to keep this really lively, and Steve actually made himself fall asleep while he was trying to explain how to cook a squid. So bring it back. Come on, get with us here. So you hate swimming pools and America. I do. I do. I do. Uh, but I'm pro trampoline, apparently. Oh. My friends come over. I got to figure out how to entertain them. I got to explain oh, to them that the God. toilet doesn't work. It's supposed to make that weird noise that it's making. But don't poop in that one because it's not powerful enough to suck it down. And like, don't patronize me with some half ass attempt at honoring <laughs> me. I don't want that. In fact, if you just ignored it completely, it would feel a lot better than just a sloppily drawn something that I'm supposed to pretend to be happy about. So let's just uh, cut the crap. What'd you do this week, <laughs> dickhead? Well, well, the um, I'm glad you asked, actually. Thank you. Show number 64 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, Amir, 27 miles away, is Steve. Hey, everybody. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I can't tell you how happy I am to have heard that previously on. Off and running on show number 64 of the Dave and Steve Show. So we took a break last week. We weren't around. We played uh, the our most American show, as, as it was titled. And Wasn't I, that wonderful? I haven't, I haven't had a chance to check in with, with you guys uh, as far as... Tracy, I, I'm specifically talking to you right now as far as how 4th of July went. But before we get to that, I just wanted to say I'm a little pissed off tonight to start the show. Because I had people over for 4th of July. We stocked up on booze. One of the things that we bought was a bunch of those Trulies, which are like uh, hard seltzers, basically. Uh, and they're in all sorts of different fruit fruit flavors. You got blueberry, you got pineapple, you got all the different things you would imagine in one of those. I don't understand to this day why companies absolutely, I don't know if it's cheap. I don't know if it's easy to make. They have to include watermelon in all this shit. 
and I hate it because nobody likes watermelon, as evident by the fact that every time I hold one of these gatherings and I get something like this where we've got multiple flavors going on, what I'm left with at the end of the 4th of July is a bunch of watermelon. And I'm holding it up right now. I got, I got watermelon kiwi. You know why? Because nobody wants kiwi and nobody wants watermelon. So why include these flavors in everything? And if, yeah. if somebody likes watermelon out there and you're listening to this, you're a sociopath. I'll say it right now. Watermelon isn't what I what it used to be when I was a kid. I don't even know really what it tastes like anymore. When I get a watermelon, I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm getting an essence of watermelon. And, and the only thing that truly tastes like what I imagine watermelon truly is is bubble gum. And I don't chew that either, so I don't I don't yeah. know what to say. It's a, it's an awful awful flavor, Steve. You gotta be you gotta be anti watermelon being so pro peach. Am I right? I. So I, I don't like, I, I, I'm not a fan of the watermelon and yeah. I will go, I, yeah, let's pile on. All yeah. this, 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 let's take on big watermelon. Um, I don't it, like, watermelon. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, but I, I'm not going to drink it. Um, there, so at Costco, you can buy, Oh, here we go with the Costco. He is one walking buy, commercial for Costco. I'll tell you. Uh, I will. The, you, you can with your ceviche. You can buy, uh, <laughs> you can buy um, a case of Lacroix, and it comes with, uh, it comes with a half case of Lemoncello Lacroix, which isn't widely sold in a bunch of different stores, but it's it's available, and it's available. Half of the case is Lemoncello, and then there's a six pack of Hyacinth, and a six pack of watermelon. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, yeah. she's into it right there. Now the water, now the the limoncello is a big hit at our house. I'm not a big fan of it, but holy cow! Um, you you would have thought somebody reinvented the wheel. Um, it it was it was a big deal. Um, opened up a hyacinth. I, I don't know what the hell that tastes like. I I I haven't had a lot of hyacinth dinners. Um, yeah, no. So I don't, like I don't know. But uh, um, I'm 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 here to tell you right now. Big watermelon has some dirt on somebody somewhere. Right. It has to yeah. because there's no other explanation. Find me the person who goes for the watermelon first and I will show you a pedophile. Well, <laughs> that's wow. But, those are strong words, but probably accurate. I have I have just as strong a feeling for um seltzer grapefruit seltzer. Totally. I 100%. Like, and I don't, I don't get it, but that is definitely the flavor that your sparkling water has. It's like, it's like the dairy queen of, um, <laughs> it's like the dairy queen of seltzers. Dairy queen would always go into a market first. And if the dairy queen was okay, then they'd send the McDonald's. They'd right. Send the, right. Yeah. The it was the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but Pioneer yeah, that takes the arrows. Yeah. Yes. I, pre I prefer dairy queen, but, um, so it's, it, it, grapefruit is everywhere everywhere yep and for some reason people have just kind of accepted it as a as a reality so they they buy it and they drink it and they say they like it but i don't think they do well let's I be really clear don't think the, they do you know the watermelon like tracy mentioned the bubble gum and tracy we're gonna get to your fourth of july sorry we'll get off this quickly but the the watermelon in the bubble gum the watermelon in the seltzer the grapefruit in the seltzer now chances are with this with the seltzer like you're talking about steve it's it's probably natural grapefruit flavoring 
By and large, though, when you're talking like watermelon and things like that, it's not even natural. It's not natural. It's not like watermelons are on the cheap and therefore they can make a lot of watermelon bubble gum. It, they fake the flavor anyway. So yeah, it's I made in a lab yeah, in Russia so, somewhere. Of course. Duh. So, <laughs> watermelon flavoring is like, remember, Dave, our old teacher, Mr. Wilson, um, used to have in his syllabus uh, spelled out if if he caught you with watermelon gum, if he smelled watermelon gum, yep, automatic fail. Yep, and <laughs> you know, and just, he was serious. He held to oh, it. Yeah, he 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 fa he failed a couple of kids yeah. for chewing watermelon gum in his class because he thought it was so gross. Yeah, so, so I, and, I I don't I don't get it. But Tracy, and, tell me how the fourth went because when we last checked in, mm -hmm. you were obviously this is your favorite holiday. Uh, yes. you love lighting up fireworks. Yes. There is a little bit of sketchiness around. We're slowly seeing more and more and more restrictions put on fireworks in our area. Yes. Did you light off your fireworks without incident? Well, this is what I did. I early on in the day, I sent up a salvo of fireworks to signal to my neighbors that uh, maybe it was going down tonight. What does that and help so, them? How, do, how does that how does that help them? Do they run for cover? Are they supposed to go well, down no, into what the? What they do is they're like, "Hey, our neighbor's gonna light off some fireworks, oh, uh, so I see. maybe we can too." So basically, I was kind of seeding some civil disobedience in in our sort of region, so that if I lit off fireworks, I would not be alone. And I had already calculated, I already kind of uh, gone to the bank and made a um, withdrawal basically on what the uh, fine amount was. I'd already researched it. And we had a listener that had gotten back to us about what it is they understood that the law was as well. So what um, I went into it basically said, I didn't go buy anything new. So I saved some money there and I sent the kids uh, off up to the reservation to uh, get the kinds of things they like and they like they like really tame things and it's safe and sane fireworks that bug me the most because they're the ones that are most unpredictable they stay near the ground they usually flip around go into your garage and light your car on fire it's it's practically on the label that it does that so i'm i'm very i'm very concerned with those kinds of things but they had like just tanks and kind of ground things and they just do things in the driveway that entertain themselves that's great, but I like launching things into the air and uh, making things pretty for people to see uh, year round. And I just love the explosion and and, and all those things. So, so, so nobody called nine one one. There were no issues, or you were all good. Well, you know, and I did some research about this. That the Snohomish County was very careful to indicate that you should not call nine one one for fireworks, which is an indication to me that it, that's usually going to the guy that was hired last week and yeah. he's taking all these calls yep. and he's, you know, and he's being, you know, empathetic and all those things. So that told me that there wouldn't be any police and the enforcement wouldn't be uh, that great. So I went ahead and th so for a very short time, I lit off fireworks um, far more conservative than my neighbors did. And I'm just happy to report that I think I what I think actually happened, which I'm actually more happy about, is that people did light off fireworks, but they were more reasonable. And I think that's the thing that we all really, really want in the first place. But you have to I mean, this is one of those things where I love fireworks, but I am I am I'm considerate as I can be with it. I clean up uh, afterwards. I clean up the messes of my neighbors and 
Um, I mean, I'm probably on the top shelf of like considerate fireworks, if I may pat myself on the back uh, of fireworks, you know, of folk, the community as we like to think of ourselves. <laughs> but um, the uh, but I think it, I think it was dialed back a little bit. People got the message that, uh, OK, you're going to light up your fireworks. Don't be jackasses. And that's right. all anybody wanted in the first place. So um, hooray. Happy birthday, America. I actually I, I purchased fireworks. My son and I bought fireworks the day before and then I lit none of them off. I didn't light a single one off because and part of the reason is because my neighborhood just absolutely detonates. There are mortars every single direction that you look. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really need to light off anything. But <clears throat> it is that's it, weird that you took your son to son to Bang City. That's uh, it, right. that's very unusual. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can I just say this, too? I hadn't I hadn't purchased fireworks and I'm not being facetious at all. I hadn't purchased fireworks in three years easily. Last year, I think we tried to purchase fireworks, but we were dumb enough to try to purchase fireworks on the day of Fourth of July <laughs> and then everything was closed like nothing was even open. And so this year I went the day before and I was shocked at how sophisticated, just like anything else, how much technology now plays into even the fireworks purchasing experience because you can walk into one of these stands. Every single firework has a QR code now that you can scan with your phone that it immediately takes you to a YouTube video showing you what that firework does. So you scan the code, you watch on your phone. Ah, is that the, is, do I like that? Do I not like that? Yes, I do like that. I'd like to get one of those. You put it in the basket, you move to the next one. It's, it's actually pretty damn cool now. Yeah, because you relied on the explanation of the person that you were buying it from yeah. before. And yeah. they they might... <laughs> They might embellish the results. Yeah. Some. I mean, this will blow your arm off. Yeah. Or yeah, sometimes well. their their grasp of word power uh, <laughs> might not might not paint the pick the word picture that you're looking for. It goes up and it booms and uh, the sparkles come, and then that makes more sparkles and and if you're lucky, it'll start a fire. Where are you buying oh. your fireworks, Steve? Steve, Steve buys all his uh, fireworks in Mississippi, apparently. <laughs> yeah, in the border of Arkansas, right there. So that's uh, where you can get them Roman candles that explode. So, Tracy, I'm glad that fourth went well. Steve, I'm going to get to you in a minute as far as what you did last week. But I did want to, because you mentioned one of our listeners, and I wanted to just say, so on our last like regular show, we talked a lot about TV theme songs. And we got a comment from one of our listeners that I just want to read here. This is from listener Mike. Uh, and he says, I'm going to respond to whatever episode I want to on your Facebook posts if you don't have a post for every episode. I can't believe you hate the Office theme song, Dave. And friends, I mean, okay, it's fine for a late 90s era theme. Then he goes on to say, I'm still listening to the episode, so you've got a few minutes to at least give an honorable mention to Knight Rider or Airwolf. Why does yeah, everyone forget about Airwolf? And you know what? Boom. By the time Mike had finished listening to that episode, we had absolutely talked about Airwolf. And his excitement <laughs> was incredible. Oh my gosh, you did. Yeah. You did. And then but we actually kind of pointed out that like the the the, the theme song for Airwolf kind of depended on the visuals a little bit. It yeah, wasn't that it's, remarkable after it's all. It's a it's a pretty janky keyboard song. Like there's not much to it, but you're seeing airwolf the helicopter constantly rise up over mountains or fire missiles or bank left or whatever so that's what made it cool it wasn't the theme song so mike suck it okay <laughs> the yeah, next time uh, you want to criticize yeah 
The next yeah, time you want to now we don't have any listeners. The next time you want to criticize the show, how about you listen to the whole show before you pop off, okay? And thanks for li- <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, Steve, what'd you do last week? Uh, yeah, skip me. You know, I really. That's it. Nothing. I made some pulled pork. Okay. You know? All right. Well, I got things. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me go over to my list here. Uh, well, I already talked about the watermelon truly, so let's get that out of the way. Okay, so uh, guess what? I ruined my phone. I completely ruined my phone. And I did it. I didn't do it like in some accidental way where I dropped it into the toilet or anything like that. So I have an I I had an iPhone X, which is a couple generations old. And I have this stupid game that came out five, (laughs) five years ago. That is this like first person shooter. uh, And it's uh, PVP, meaning you're playing with other people online on this thing. And I'm playing along and I'm kind of getting my ass handed to me because I'm probably playing with 12 year olds just like when I play on my Xbox and I get wrecked by a bunch of 12 year olds like my son. So right. I, I'm, as I'm playing along, you know, I'm trying to think like, what can I do for advantages? Can I, so I went into the settings and I'm looking at the camera sensitivity and all these other things. This is going to get to how I wrecked my phone. So, <laughs> so one of the settings was frame rate. And if you don't know anything about video games, just know that if you have a higher frame rate, you've got a better chance. You see more on the screen. You see it happen in more real time. You don't lose any frames. And it's better for shooting people. So I upped the frame rate from 30 frames per second to 60. And it gives me a warning saying, warning, this can affect your battery life. And it can also heat up your phone. Only do this if you're on the latest device. And I was like, oh, F it. That's fine. I can... My phone can handle it. It's fine. It's never overheated. So I've got what I have because I'm such a gaming nerd. I have this. It's called a backbone controller. And it's literally it looks like an Xbox controller that you can slide apart. It's spring loaded and you can actually click your phone into the middle of it. And now does it it have a does it have a cooler in it? No. Now. So so it I've actually hang on. I got it. Just a second. Hold on. So at least for you two, you can see it. Right. This is what it looks like. So oh, it winds yeah. up looking like a He's Nintendo. He's holding up a controller where it pinches the phone long ways and has dials and buttons. It winds up looking side. like a, just like a Nintendo Switch. For anybody out there listening, if you've seen a Nintendo Switch, you know what it looks like. So I've got this. I, it's clicked in. So what happens is you don't touch your phone. You're holding the grips on both sides. You don't actually physically touch the phone itself. And so I was playing along in this game. And the game starts to freeze, and I just think, like, well, it's, you know, I got network problems or something's going on. So I reboot the the uh, app, and I start it back up again. I'm playing again. Now it starts to freeze again. So I shut it off again, and when I went back to my home screen, now my home screen is like this weird green tint, and every icon is two icons kind of mirrored next to each other. I can see, like, they're almost ghosted images of each other. Yeah, that's, like, that's normal. This, this is weird. What is going on? So I take my phone out of this backbone thing and I'm, I go to hold it so I can reboot it. And my phone is white hot. It's so hot that it's, I I don't want to say like burnt my hand or anything, but it's hot enough. It's uncomfortable to hold. So (laughs) I run into my bathroom and I put it in the sink because it's so hot. I can't hold it. So I put it in the sink and it's, you know, it's, it's kind of glitchy and things. I'm waiting for it to cool down. So I go into the other room. I'm working on stuff. I, I come back. My phone's black. So I go to turn it on. It won't turn on. Nothing turns on. Nothing happens. I plug it into the wall to see if maybe the battery's gone dead. Like it's because it gave me this warning. It's going to suck the battery up. Nope. 
It's the it's it's shot. It's completely dead. Yeah, it, uh, it fried the GPU. On I your, completely uh, nuked my phone playing some dumb <laughs> free to play game from five years ago. What happened in the game? Like, it's, was your person just left? I mean, I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so can I just say this? Buying a new phone in this day and age is almost as bad. It's almost as painful of an experience as buying a new car. You have. They try to help you upsell you on things. Instead of clear coating for your car, they're like, well, you need a case. You want a screen protector. You need the warranty on this. You're definitely going to want to get the warranty. It is. It takes you. I budgeted it out a half an hour. I thought that would be plenty of time. It took me a little over an hour to get a new phone. It is a complete pain in the ass now to get a phone. But I got a replacement phone. I'm all set. I'm all back up. As you guys saw, I've got it already clicked back into the controller so I can fry this one as well. But I, I've got the phone. That's all set. And I'm good now. But uh i just uh if my wife's listening i'm sorry because i just chalked it up to her i was like i don't know what happened like my phone just stopped working and i didn't tell her that i i fried it by playing a game i i had uh i i had a very i had a different experience getting getting my new phone a couple of weeks ago um mine it i was having a problem with it it wasn't charging right it was it was just it was a pain i was due for an upgrade anyway i had like the eight plus or whatever and so i brought it in and I figured I was going to have to pay like 30 bucks a, um, you know, a month to pay it off over, you know, 24 months or whatever. And I knew it was going to be a pain and terrible. But when I went in, um, the, uh, the salesperson said, do you want to trade in your old phone? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And she's like, okay. And then that knocks, that knocks your price down by $800. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Because they sell it to terrorists in uh, Africa. That's right. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. Well, they will be getting a phone that sucks. So, uh, so I feel like I'm fighting for freedom over here. Uh, so anyway, I, I sit down with her and she's like, Hey, I'm checking out your plan. It's been a while since you've done anything. It's been um, a while since a girl's checked out my plan. Really, I, I'm sh I'm shaking my head right now because this is a this is a prime example of Steve doing the yeah but instead of the yes and. This is a prime example of I I I tee it up. I say like, hey, I I've got this whole gag that I run with about how it's like buying a car. It's this whole big thing, and then Steve spends the next twenty minutes dismantling that Dave, and flying in the face. Had, I have absolutely had your experience where it sucked. No, I, you, I went you in can't there. do yes and now. You can't. I, you can't. I I went in there ready for it to suck, and I and I budgeted about an hour and a half because because that's how much it sucked the last time. Um, so I went. I, I go in. She's like, look and she say, hey, you know, I can get you a plan with a lot better data and a lot more services for less money. So you want to go ahead and do that? And I'm like, hold on, you're saying that I'm going to pay less than I am now. Why would you ever switch me off? She said, well, because you're going to save money. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's what I would have done <laughs> for my customers. So, okay. And Holy cow. I, um, my whole package that I, that I'm paying for, I got a brand new killer phone. Plus they activated my old phone that I was just going to use as an, as a, like a little iPod touch. Right. I was just going to use that as like a, a thing to listen to music around the house. Um, and she activated that as like a, a secondary phone and I'm not paying anything extra for that. So I walked out of there with a new phone and I'm paying like net 
$10 less a month for everything. I was like, winner. Uh, it was really great. But I have had that uh, experience, though, Dave. I'm sorry. No, you sorry can't. Terrible. You can't. You can't now. They also you you can't basically just can't. said that she she got you a new phone for free and made you bread. Like she, what? And then she took bread out of the fresh bread maker and she served me up a slice <laughs> of that and it was delicious. And I really, it was dope. Dope. fresh uh, farm butter it, it, on it. And it yeah, was delicious. it was. It was pumpernickel and she churned her own butter and it was awesome. And I can't believe she how she gave me free HBO Max forever. She gave me free HBO Max for I was already paying it and I and I that cut another 15 bucks off my um uh my bill per month she she kept giving me stuff that was like fantastic so i was really really excited about it. you should have gone to see my uh my person at the at the store i don't know i don't know i don't know who you're seeing but but that sounds pretty terrible dave yeah i don't know uh i don't know what to say to that <laughs> He is See, my phone, my, phone's, my phone's on the wall in the kitchen. I know, I, I know what I want to say it. to that. I know, I know exactly what I want to say to that. But I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that. He's just burning a hole through the monitor, and that's your monitor, I and you're gonna have to replace it, and it's gonna to take God. you an hour. I it's swear gonna, to yeah, God, you're, they're gonna upsell you on an on an on a on, on a second monitor. And, uh, I, I don't even want to talk about the other shit I had on my list. Tracy, got anything else? Because anything yeah, I talk about, Steve's just going to tell me how he had the better experience of doing the same goddamn thing I was trying to do. So, Tracy, yeah, what did you I get have, up to? I have a better experience than all of you yeah. on phones. And do you have anything you want to add as far as what you did last week? No, I don't, actually, except for this, is that uh, my brother came over on uh, 4th of July, which was something that I didn't anticipate because he's, he's up... He's up living uh, locally now, at least for the next month, and so I had him over, and uh, it was lovely, and it was a it was a Wait. very wonderful experience um, to spend some time with him, and uh, something I didn't anticipate, and I uh, made me happy. Steve, do you want to tell Tracy how you had a better time with his brother? Do you want to do that? <laughs> do you want to? You wanna... I totally did in the back of a Pinto. Um, so, Tracy, um. <laughs> You said it was totally unexpected, but you had them over. So did they come over without, or did they just drop in without announcing themselves and you, and you graciously brought them into your home or did they like call from 20 minutes away or how'd that, how, how did well, it go? Well, you know, that's, that's funny because maybe I mischaracterized it. What I did is like most of my planning was at the last minute because I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Am I going to, light off fireworks am i not going to am i going to have anyone over am i am i not and so with with him in town and he was available i said hey why don't you come over and this was quite literally the night before and so it was unexpected to me that i would make that invitation open and it was also unexpected that i would enjoy it <laughs> so <laughs> So the, the, everything was unexpected with that regard, but it was absolutely wonderful, and I'm happy for that experience. and And we shared uh, some lovely, uh, lovely couple of minutes together. Can I just say too, the thing that that happened between now and the last show that we did, the last proper show we did, is Seattle had a ridiculous heat wave, like record breaking, oh multiple day. Oh. And and record breaking by a wide margin. I mean, I think you know we were 115 
maybe even a little bit higher a couple of days i think one day got up to 186 i'm not sure i'm, I'm not good with math yeah, but, well, it did right there yeah but it i mean it was just it was insane and we were fortunate in the sense that we have a heat pump so it kept the house relatively cool but i mean to give you an idea like my wife just has a she had like a stone it like a stone candle on the back porch it's literally just a stone pot with wax in it and it's got a little wick on the top and it was one of those um what do you guys call that where you light it for the mosquitoes um citronella citronella, Cit citronella. Yeah. so she's got this citronella candle just sitting on the back porch and it was hot enough i'm not kidding she will back me up on this it cracked the stone of the citronella candle and all of the wax oozed out of the crack in the stone and like dribbled all over the porch so now we got this like weird waxy mess we got to clean up but it was freaking hot. And Steve, you were posting all sorts of pictures. You posted a picture of, <laughs> I couldn't tell. I honestly could not tell if it was fake, meaning you just found the picture on the internet, or if you really did that, it looked like a fan that you had jerry-rigged onto the side of your house to blow through one of the vents. Was that a real thing? Oh, it was. That was something I did. I mean, it was, it was desperate around our house. Um, so, the studio here has a little 5,000 BTU um, AC unit and it, the studio is eight by 12 on the outside. Okay. So on the inside, it's not eight by 12. Um, it's, it's a little bit less and it's insulated. Well, it's uh, it's good, but really, I mean, it's the only properly air conditioned room in the house. Yeah. We have one, like portable air conditioner that if I put it in our enclosed bedroom and I run it for a half an hour, it'll drop the temperature to livable. Right. Um, right. And, and it, it got up to 109 here. And that was, that was, just, it was, it was, it was bonkers. Like I, I went to the pool twice that day and, and just kept, I think I did like four miles, yeah. which uh, if we're keeping track is 20 miles of running. Um, so I, I went to the pool a couple times, but then it was like, uh, we went to Costco for a little while. And meanwhile, my son's back at the house in his studio, all three dogs in the studio with him, <laughs> little studio, there are two big dogs, one little dog. And then when we got home, it was like too hot to cook. So we went, we, we called the place. We're like, Oh, what would be good tonight? Sushi. So we called sushi, a, a sushi restaurant at four 30 and they said, we're closing we are not staying. Yeah. Open. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. They're, they're like work. And we were able to get like, um, one, we were able to get one place, uh, uh, got us. We, we ended up getting like some Mexican food or something like that on the way home. And, yeah. and we ate that it, all of us, all six of us in this little eight by 12 room so that we could eat without, um, passing out. Yeah. Uh, we, we ate in this little room and then it was like, wandering around trying to make the house cool. But that fan, Dave, um, the first, so the first day I climb up and I'm like, how am I going to do this? Because if you suck all the um, air, the air inside your attic can be like 150 degrees and it's just going to heat your house if you don't pull it out. Now, if you pull th that air out, it'll pull the cooler air up from um, underneath the eaves and that'll replace it. It's still going to get hot, but it's not going to get nearly as hot. So I climb up on the ladder. I bungee cord this um, 
this big box fan, like a 20 inch Lasco box fan um, to suck out the hot air. And I, and I plug it in and it looks totally Beverly Hillbillies. Like it is not, yeah. this is, this is definitely Sanford and son, you know, you know, I've, I'm rigging it up. And I, I was quite impressed with myself. Um, got it, got plugged in and it starts pulling the air out and the air is hot. Like I'm putting my hand up to feel it, to make sure yeah. it's really drawing it. And the air is hot. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to run this like 10 minutes at a time. Uh, and I'm setting timers on my watch. So I'm not like overheating it. And, um, went back out there and it was fine. Shut it off. I ran, I was able to cycle it about four or five times at different parts of the day just to suck the air out. And then I went back and it, it was done. It was just toast. Now I have two of those, right? And the next day was supposed to be the hottest day. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I found out it, it wasn't too hot for the motor. What had happened was it was so hot. It melted that plastic screen on the front. Yes. Just enough that it pushed against the, the motor. Like it, it, it just rubbed against the motor and it, and that much pressure cut out the motor and burned it out. So I had to improve my design. I, I have, I have it bungee corded um, with just across it uh, top and bottom uh, and, uh, and both sides. And then I have this other tension bungee cord hanging off the tip of my Eve, pulling the, <laughs> pulling the mesh out um, to make sure it doesn't, um, it didn't rub on the thing. And as the day got hotter, the mesh got a little further out and it still, it held like I was still cycling it and it, and it, and it held and it was able to kind of keep my house cooler or at least from catching on fire. Right. Um, you know, it, it was, it, and it, I, I, I know it sounds like we're being, you know, uh, we're just full of hyperbole here, but it really, it really was that hot. It was really, yeah. You're not, you're not joking at all. This, yeah. this, if people need to realize that summers in Western Washington in particular, we we live in a temperate climate that has more in common with the UK than anywhere else. And it's usually like a warm day is 75 degrees with some breeze. 80 would be a really warm day to have something that is like approaches like Arizona Phoenix yeah. We don't have like the materials in our home don't support this. No, there, there so, I mean, there's a video of a woman walking around her apartment complex showing on the outside of the building, showing all the siding that has bubbled and rippled. It looks like she has bacon stuck all over each yeah. of the, each because it, yeah. it's just not, it's not built for it. Yeah. This would be the equivalent of, uh, of 20, uh, of, of probably, you know, like 10 degrees Fahrenheit in Phoenix. Like it doesn't, we don't support that right. type of heat and we had it for four straight days and it was absolutely miserable by the the thermostat in my kitchen like stopped reading I, yeah. it, it actually just yeah. said ol and i had to go look up on the internet to find out what the reading ol meant and it meant outside the limit it means it stopped recognizing what the temperature was <laughs> and the temperature limit was 96 degrees. So if it's more than 96 degrees in my kitchen, it stops telling me because it assumes I'm dead. Apparently. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And, and our, like I say, we have a heat pump. So we were at a chilly 
70 degrees most days or 68 degrees, I look forward to my $1,000 air conditioning bill that's going to show up later <laughs> this month because that heat pump was on for four days straight, like nonstop. It was just running all the time. And it, it definitely made the house livable, and I feel very fortunate to have it, but I know I'm going to pay through the nose for it. Last oh, month, we, it was filling up that stupid swimming pool, and this month, it's AC. <laughs> we, we actually, a, a few weeks before that, had made a had made an appointment to talk to the um, to talk to somebody about getting central air for the house. They came over the Friday before the the hottest day was Monday. We talked to the person on Friday, and we didn't even we didn't even pre- we didn't even pretend to think that if we were to purchase it that day, that they would get it installed sure. before we didn't even ask. But, um, but here's, here's the, here's the cool thing about it is that even though, um, they literally could have charged us a billion dollars and we would have bought it. Um, uh, they, they still included all the, all the regular, you know, giveaways and, you know, sale prices and stuff that yeah. they had. That must they, be, didn't they, have to. they must work with your phone company to give you the best deal. <laughs> they on, did. They yeah. did. They did. She, she yeah. came, she ended up coming out with, with the guy and said, this is the guy I was yeah. telling you about. Give him a good deal. No, that's, yeah, that, I, I bought a casket. That's all I did. Right? I just, <laughs> yeah. I went straight to the funeral home and said, I need a, I need a pine box. Cause at the end of this four days, I don't need air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there was, and there I got was, a great, no great deal. Oh, man. Steve, I, I don't want to make you feel bad, but when we got our central air put in, uh, the guy gave me oral. <laughs> just, I'm just saying, like, he threw that in for free. So, Like like Oral-B? Like like the like, like Oral-B. Yeah, he, he gave me some uh, toothbrush no, and some toothpaste. I was going to say it was like Oral Roberts. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He gave me a book from Oral Roberts, and he gave me an Oral-B toothbrush. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a, that's a decent deal. You got a good deal. We yeah. are going to take a break on the Dave and Steve Show. We'll be right back after this. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on, blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, let it supply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no 
Most experts agree that while retirement sounds like a dream come true, it can also come with many built-in challenges that many don't consider. You may need to expect that retirement may bring you through many emotional phases that you didn't expect, and that could result in anxiety or boredom once the novelty has worn off. It's important to structure your days carefully, set goals, and concentrate on building and maintaining lasting relationships. Then get a job greeting people at a big retail store and volunteer your time in places that nobody likes to go. Finally, wait until you've weakened all of your resolve so that you finally are ready to leave this world mercifully, surrounded by people who will say that you once loved life. This has been Tracy's Maybe Retirement is an Awful Idea Minute. So I, my wife has uh, a grandma who is 98 years old. Wow. This is a grandma who, <clears throat> at 98 years old, goes out weekly, gets on a ladder, cleans all the windows around her house. Uh, she cleans her entire house by hand herself. She doesn't have anybody help her. Uh, her grandfather passed away a couple years ago, but her grandfather was a little bit older. So he was right around that same age when he passed away. He was around 98. And up until probably their early 90s, they were going out dancing twice a week. Like to your point, Tracy, I know that was a obviously a tongue in cheek minute, right. but that is that is a concern for me. It, it's a concern that the moment you retire, you're sort of like, well, I'm on the I'm on the downhill run here, headed to the the coffin, and I'm just gonna buckle up and enjoy the ride. As I like, you need that thing to chase constantly, and if you don't have it, that's when I get nervous. Well, I think uh, podcasting is going to be that for me, probably in drug abuse and fast cars, uh, so, probably yeah. that little trifecta. It's a classic trifecta that a lot of people talk about, but I think uh, not to sound cliche, but uh, that's probably going to be mine. Steve, you feel like you seem to me, you strike me as the kind of guy who is you're ready for retirement. Like you're looking forward to it already. <laughs> Your lazy ass can't wait to stop working. I don't mean from a lazy standpoint. I, I just mean in terms of you're ready to travel, you're ready to not be working you're ready to focus on other things you're ready and you to... already have that hot dog stand picked out on craigslist it's yeah. uh used it's barely been used you know uh that that is, i i do have schemes steve, um, steve for everybody listening steve had a dream about food trucks before food trucks were food trucks before food trucks were cool he was wanting to do his own hot dog stand. He had things going on. And listen, I know there's been hot dog stands around in New York forever, but not like the way Steve wanted to do them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, <laughs> when I would get to a point, um, at like a job where I was unhappy and I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to work there anymore, but I had to work there. Um, because the, like the job market wasn't great or, you know, the, what, for whatever reason, I would start doing what I called hot dog math. And that became, that became my daydream of how many hot dogs do I need to sell? What do the hot dogs cost? How am I going to do this hot dog math? Well, I'm going to go down to the cash and carry and see what they're charging for hot dogs, buns, trays, all that stuff. I'm going to add that up. I'm going to decide, I'm going to come up with a business plan. I'm going to figure this out. I got close. I got real close to being like, yeah, uh, you still got that trailer. I'm going to take it. Um, and then, uh, and then going and buying hot dogs and then forgetting to get my food handlers license and then getting sued 
for killing people with right. hot dogs. Your, your... Uh, do, do, I, I would love if you were on the black market of hot dogs and you were just like chasing, <laughs> running from the law, I would buy so many hot dogs from you. Like that, that That's like along the same lines as those, um, what do they call, uh, what do they call those uh, black market um, cabs that they used to have before Uber and all that? Um, I have they, no they idea what you're hacks. talking about. There, there was a whole underground cab move, movement. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not aware of this. Taxi cabs that, that were illegal taxi cabs that would still take you wherever you wanted to go for whatever they charge, you know, that kind of thing. Wait a minute now. This is like the black helicopters. I, I've never heard of this before. Are you, did you, with your own eyes, did you see an underground taxi cab? It's a real. It's it's yeah. A, it's yeah a, my, that's dad, not what I asked. My dad could confirm that this is true. He used to tell spin yarns once upon a time as he was a he was an insider in the taxi. Yeah, industry but that's probably point. something I that that brag, was passed but... down through generations like that. I don't. I don't know. I'm Uber. Uber and Lyft are basically the legalization of illegal taxi cabs. That's that's really what what Uber and Lyft is. They 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 put an app to them. And they made it, they made it legit. Um, so it's, it, you would, you used to have to have like your, um, your taxi cab medallion. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk about taxi cabs. I want to talk about hot dogs. Let's talk about hot dogs, stuff we can put on hot dogs. <laughs> I used to do hot dog math. Um, not, ta not taxi cab math. I didn't do taxi cab math. I'm like, how many miles do I have to drive before? No, I would love to make hot dogs and just give hot dogs out there. Uh, so when, when we stayed in line at, for the, for the star Wars movie before we knew that they were crap, um, we stayed in line. I went and got a little, a little gas powered stove and a whole bunch of hot dogs and buns and ketchup and stuff. And I fed that whole line. People would just wander up from the back of the line. And be like, Hey, you the guy with the hot dogs? Yeah, man, here, how much you want for them? Nothing. Cause if I sell them, you can sue me. So just take a hot dog, <laughs> go. And I just bought hot dogs for people. And it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Everybody likes a hot dog except for vegans. Um, but it, it, if I could do that, if I could just um, every, you know, other weekend casually take a, take a hot dog cart out to a big event, um, you know, sling two days worth of hot dogs, make, you know, you know, 2,500 bucks or whatever they make as I 2,500 bucks is about what a good weekend would be. Um, that, that wouldn't be bad um, as, as retirement yeah. income here. And there. I'm really more of a kettle corn guy. I think I would be the kettle corn slinger. I don't know that I could do hot dogs, but I would definitely on my break from uh, slinging kettle corn would be uh, eating at Steve's hot dogs. I, I will say this, man. So a hot dog, the scent of a hot dog stand might draw me in depending on the quality, uh, what they put on it, all that kind of stuff. Kettle corn, I can't pass up. I I smell that smell of kettle corn and I yeah. am, I'm all in. Like, just put me in the bag with the kettle corn. Yeah, and, and I uh, I put a little cocaine on mine too. So, well, duh. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, that brings you brings you back for more. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do with with specialty popcorn, but I'm that's that's my my I I make a lot of popcorn at the house, but I I I can't commercialize it because everybody wants the movie theater popcorn. Those are just made out of packages, so no, not into it. <laughs> Kettle corn's different. It's you a little more, are I mean, as long as I've known you from well, not as long as I've known you, but from the 
the age of about 10 on, you have become such a popcorn elitist. You, yeah, he, he, this is what I hear. This, this is what I hear all the time. Well, you know, I make my popcorn a special way. I use some oils and things. And I don't really want to get into it because I don't really want to share the recipe of how the popcorn works. But I make popcorn that my dad made as well. And his, you know, his grandfather before him. And they fed the Civil War with this popcorn. It's really special popcorn. This is really good. Pop <laughs> I hear about your popcorn all the yeah. time. I've had your popcorn. Your popcorn's good, but it's popcorn. Yeah, popcorn, I mean, popcorn. there's a Wikipedia entry about the, his great-great-grandfather's uh, uh, popcorn at the uh, Battle of Antietam. <laughs> And uh, it's uh, it's quite remarkable, uh, but really, it's just popcorn. That's very funny and very insightful, Tracy. Dave, you take that back. You take that back right now about my popcorn. My popcorn is not good. My popcorn is great. You talk it's, about it's you talk great. about as as at most parties, popcorn inevitably comes up. the 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 conversation turns to popcorn, as always, and and like a ninja in the night. A puff of smoke is seen, and Steve standing right next to you going, I make the best popcorn. My popcorn is world-class. There's no better popcorn, and it's a secret family recipe. And I'm here to tell you right now, folks, he just buys Orville Redenbacher's oil, and he just pours it on the popcorn. That's all it is. That is, yeah. that is yeah. not That's all that it is. is not and not only that, that is... but Steve hooked me up oh. with uh, coconut oil. Yeah, as a, yeah. a little bit of coconut oil. E before it was yeah. even a thing that you could yeah. buy at Costco, which you can, you know, you can take baths in it now. Yeah. Once upon a time, it was really hard to find and he had some kind of like uh broker that uh sold it behind a dumpster now, at 7 now, now steve's <laughs> sweating a little bit because you've actually revealed one of the secret ingredients of it was, i wasn't going to go there but you've thrown That's out the coconut it. it's oil. not so I, secret i don't it's care it's not i wrote a whole blog about it explaining how to do it so it's not it's a secret I, 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 sure I am so make your own popcorn um i'm so pro like stovetop popcorn i am very anti microwave popcorn i i if you think i'm annoying right now talking about stovetop pop listen to me um whine and complain about microwave popcorn For all i made a po i made a post one time about bacon flavored microwave popcorn and steve i, I was just joking and steve just <laughs> busted in he's like that that stuff will kill you it'll absolutely kill it's absolutely terrible. you get the popcorn lung for all those people who haven't tuned out already where do you stand on air popping steve air popping's fine if you're um if if if, if you're really um if you're craving like styrofoam if you like, <laughs> if you pica if you if you have so if you want to eat like if you're if, if you like to eat gypsum and uh, pieces of drywall, uh, air popping is for you. That's that's what to do. You, you can't really do much with air popping. You can. It's it's far better for you than than microwave popping. It really is. Air popping is is by far a better alternative to. But if you eat air popped popcorn, you don't you don't like popcorn and you probably don't like yourself. Tracy, for the love of all that is holy, save us from this with the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headline. Yeah! Our first story, 10 years ago, Leah Gilliam of Nashville purchased a vanity license plate which reads 69PWN. DU. She claims it was quite innocent, merely a mashup of her passions for space travel and gaming. 69 for the 1969 moon landing. 
plus pwned, which uh, to be completely <laughs> annihilated or dominated <laughs> with reference to a devastating video game defeat. Pwned. The, I didn't the, even know how to say that. It was the basic I mean, like, in there. I, I've tried to look that up and not not known what the hell that means. I appreciate you being so insightful, but I don't. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? Yeah. Is it or is it just owned? I don't it's know. Apparently we, it's it's owned, but it's a play on uh, on words, given that uh, the P is uh, next to the O and it's often misspelled. So it's hey, uh, uh, hey, listener, Mike, can you please let us know how to say it and what it means? Thank you. Yes, that's that would be delightful. It was all fun and games until Gilliam received a threatening letter from the Tennessee state officials in May requiring that she return her plates lest she be rendered unable to renew her vehicle registration after a decade of driving with them affixed to her car, the state deemed the novelty plates offensive. So I assume that they can now withhold like her tabs, her registration, basically, uh, as long as she carries those plates. Yes. And she can't get new plates until she returns the old plates so that she can't do the thing where she gets new plates and just takes the tabs for those and puts them on her 69 pwned uh, license plate. Pwned, yes. Pwned. License plate. So, I don't know. The the license plate thing, the, the vanity license plate thing to me, and I've got friends that have vanity plates, and I'm sorry, uh, but you're no better than the people who like the watermelon truly. Uh, yeah. seltzers you're you're no better my parents uh snuck a swear word onto a license plate and uh and it it, it is uh it is incredibly satisfying well it explains it explains steve because i i know this so they've they've actually got a whole fleet of vehicles that that have done this exactly so uh, my last name is dam and they they got uh, when i was in you know, junior high, high school, whatever. They got a a van and they put damn van on it. And, now, and, and hilarity ensued. It is, they, it think, is, it is D A M M instead of right. M N. So it's a, it's two M's. Right. Yeah. And so you can't, I mean, you're not supposed to put a swear word on a license plate, but they, they were asked, they pointed at their name and said, it's our van. And, so somebody just threw their hands. It didn't go to the magistrate or, you know, didn't have to go through any Supreme court hearings or anything like that. Right, yeah. They just said, okay. And they just said, okay. So now they have damn SUV, um, which is, which is great. Um, but, but this, uh, I, I, I get that it's, it's, um, you know, it's a little cheeky to have, uh, to have a, a vanity license plate, but to but to sneak a swear word past the the DMV, pretty satisfying. Right. It's it's, it's it really it's it, I didn't even do it, and I'm pretty satisfied by it. Um, it's fun to it's fun to see it out there, and every like everybody would ask, "Oh, you own that damn van?" Oh, that's my parents. That's whatever. But uh, yeah. Anyway. There you go. But Gilliam will not give up 69 pwned you without a fight. Last Monday, she sued commissioner of Tennessee Department of Revenue and the state's attorney general for allegedly violating her First Amendment rights. Tracy, it's like you're on pause. Like, like and I think Dave unpauses you and you you were just chambered and ready to go after <laughs> I just I just diarrheaed out of my mouth and you you just went like you're like, oh, it, he's done. 
I'm a, pro, I'm a professional. I just so, I, th- listen in 2021. We have such bigger fish to fry as a society, as a world, than 69 pound. <laughs> I like, come on, get over it. That who who cares? Even if even if it did mean exactly what haha it means 69 haha going 69 uh <laughs> even if it did mean that who cares who really cares stop stop feigning anger and frustration over the dumbest things i see this on social media as well all the time things that don't really affect you but you decide you're going to take stand and get super super aggro about this stuff mm-hmm. shut yeah. up yeah like well uh, i, I uh, think it's thinking. an indication of how good lives are in many ways totally. when you can yeah. uh just kind of uh cherry pick the things that you would choose to be offended about yep. and so uh when people are uh fighting for you know real speech and uh and saying real things and unpopular opinions that are silenced uh, this is just dumb, but, uh, you know, anybody fighting for the rights, whatever I'm, I'm behind it, but, uh, I, you know, whatever. Seems like a jab at my, uh, my problem with, uh, bacon flavored microwave popcorn, but okay. He's yeah. like, yeah. Our second story, a California highway patrol officer stopped a Toyota Prius on Friday that had looked like uh, it had a Starlink dish fashioned to its hood. The agency said on its Facebook uh, post the visual obstruction sitting right smack in the middle of the car's hood landed the driver a ticket what what kind of dish so this is starlink so if you're following the uh, company spacex that launched uh 60 plus satellites in one uh, fell swoop at one point was uh, putting together this network of uh low uh, orbit satellite communication so that it would be low latency internet through uh, through these uh, d- these dishes and uh, it would give because uh, if you if you've used internet through um, uh, satellite it can be very bad latency it's bad for you know gaming and a lot of things but uh, uh, Starlink is unique in that it's low orbit the latency is low and it's a network in the sky so. Uh, this one driver had one of the dishes for Starlink attached to their uh, the hood of their car. So he wasn't trying to be the Millennium Falcon or anything like that. It was like it wasn't it wasn't decoration. It was it was usable like they, they were using it. Oh, this is yeah, this is absolutely providing the car Internet. Okay. We are in we are in an absolute arms race between around eight, maybe more companies around the world to see which company can destroy mankind the quickest. <laughs> between setting up these networks that sort of track and monitor everything you do in any given day or creating robots that can't be, hey, look at the dog that can't be kicked over when we kick it really hard. Isn't that amazing technology? Yeah, and it's also going to kill us in ten years. Like, be, all oh, of these I things. I have a question for you, Dave. Of of these companies, which do you think is in the lead right now? <laughs> Possibly the one I work for. There's a there's a very real chance that it's the company I work for, uh, but I also don't know. Um, there was a and, and I I don't want to make it sound crazier than it was, but I also can't really talk about it. I was actually involved in a project with my company and this has been 10 years ago. So I know the the project is long dead and it was a very on the surface, a very like 
just straightforward. We want to help people. We want to do this thing. And you could also very easily, even as a person working for the company, you can say like, I could also see how this could go sideways really quickly. And that project was shelved and never happened. And again, I don't want to make it sound like we were developing some kind of like weapon or anything. It wasn't anything like that. I think of like, you know, your Alexa that sits on the counter next to you. It was, it was something in the vein of uh, sort of in the same neighborhood as that kind of thing. And I know I'm being really vague and I'm sorry, I can't really say much more than that. But it, it was a thing where I think the people even developing it were truly setting out to make lives easier and make things better. But in reality, it could have also been twisted pretty quickly and turned into something really bad. And I think somebody, I shouldn't even say really bad, because again, that makes it sound like we're developing nuclear weapons or something. But I think it could have been something that could have been used in conjunction with a few other things to to mm -hmm. not be as great as they had hoped it would have been. Well, and I think that, that that's a testament to how it is that it, how difficult it is to produce something that with sinister motivations that it's yeah. always done with the best motivations to be able to help people and provide people a service that they want. But it doesn't it takes about five seconds to be able to see how it's abused. Yeah, the, the, the dog robots are a great example. Like those dog robots could be used in a lot of different situations to to help people who are trapped in fires or whatever it might be, might be to help in terrorist situations where they can go in there and not worry about getting shot. Lots of different things They're I mean, they're meant to be like robotic dogs that work and run and but are completely durable and can get shot several times on like a dog and be fine and. So there's, you look at that and you're like, wow, that's really cool tech and could be really good things. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of flip that coin in your head and you're like, it could also destroy mankind. Like this is right. the and it, I can't tell you how many times I've shot a dog thinking, I wish that was a robot. Duh. Technology has yeah. failed me personally yep. here in this moment. Yep. Yes. Steve's offended by that. He loves dogs. Keep going, Tracy. Uh, robot dogs. I said, yeah. keep going, Tracy. New research has found that fossilized feces isn't just full of crap. One specimen contained a hidden treasure, a 230-million-year-old previously undiscovered beetle species. The beetles were found using a scanning method powered by strong X-ray beams, according to a study published Wednesday in the uh, journal Current Biology. So... I don't know what made me think of this, but we're going to we're going to sidetrack just for a minute here. I want to ask you both where mm -hmm. you stand on these genealogy things, Ancestry.com, all that. Tracy, you and I worked for a company that was sort of at the forefront of this stuff. Made it. Yes. And my my wife was a project manager in, in that very project. Right. Yes. Made a genealogy software, a piece of software that was long before the Internet or long before the Internet was the Internet as we see it today. Totally different. But. I, I'm curious, and I will I will preface this by saying I don't give a flying shit what my lineage is. I don't care what I'm a mix of. I don't care where I came from. I don't even care if I have some long-lost sibling, because if I have some long-lost sibling somewhere, they're long-lost. I don't know they're there, and I don't care that they're there, and I don't need mm -hmm. to make a connection with that person because we're, we're on different planets. Like, mm -hmm. it does not... So I don't, my wife went through the whole process. She gave the DNA sample. She gets this report back. She's like, look at this. I'm like a quarter Scandinavian. And I'm like two thirds. She's going through the whole thing. And I said, I, I, don't, I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. I just, I love you now for who you are right now. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about your past. And I'm the same with me. I, nothing's going to change about me knowing that I'm 
two thirds Viking. Like I, nothing is, nothing will change about what I do in my day to day life. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand the fascination with this wanting to track down where he came from 350 years ago. Well, I've talked to people. It's interesting because I've talked to people in Europe about this and they said that there are more people that speak Gaelic in the United States than there are in England or excuse me, in Ireland. So Ireland being like where it is that Gaelic originated from or in the Gales. Sure. And that there are more people in the United States that are about that. And one of the part of the fascination is, is that when we've come to the United States, like our nationality is kind of rooted in not a, uh, not a uh, ethnic origin necessarily, but more of an idea. So we have kind of an idea of what America is. And so we came here and kind of put aside and made second class, this idea of like where it is that we, from a, um, the genealogical standpoint come from. And so to get identity, because our identity is kind of wrapped in the idea of what America is, to get identity, um, we cling a little more closely uh, to this idea of what nationality is and what the culture is and what those things are more than the people do who are actually from those very nations that uh, are from. So that's why like... uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day is like a bigger celebration in the United States than it is in Ireland because people are looking to be able to identify themselves more closely with something because as a country, we don't identify with nationality as much as or, or, or specific culture as much as we do kind of this battling and growing idea of what America is. And I think that's yeah. kind of what the fascination is. Steve, the look on your face tells me that I've deeply offended you because you're currently waiting for your DNA results to come back no no it's none of my business okay (laughs) no no uh what i um what so we got dna for the dog because we wanted to know what kind of dog of god we didn't know what he was are you gonna love the dog less based on what what his dna is are you gonna love the dog more based on the you're gonna you're still gonna love the dog who cares what the dog is Okay. The, wait, wait a minute. The, the dog's related to Franklin Roosevelt, isn't it? Exactly. Well, that's exactly. pretty cool, actually. It was one of Franklin Roosevelt's dogs. <laughs> um, so the, now that's the fun side, is just learning what kind of breed the dog is, because everybody had a guess, and, and nobody was right. Nobody. So um, so that was fun to find that, that out. But really what was important, and this is, this is the only thing that I think is really – um, you know, and no, there are two things that I think are super beneficial to this. The first one is um, finding out whether or not you have, you know, deep um, gene, genetic disposition toward um, some disease or mm-hmm. some kind of, you know, syndrome or whatever. If there's any kind of genetic background that that can could save your life, like if and, you, and if they have a breed that is uh, more inclined to make better hot dogs, right. Right, right, and he's it, this breed does not make very good hot dogs. Ooh, sorry. Eats eats hot dogs like a champ, but right. uh, no. Um, so being able to find your whether or not you're you're you can get sick or whatever, and and do preventable stuff if you're interested in staying alive. Uh, and I'm not I'm not being a jackass here. Are we talking about the dog or are we talking about humans? I'm I'm both. Okay, absolutely both. Yeah, you you can do it for dogs and for humans. And we learned that he had a clean bill of health, which is good because some dogs have hip dysplasia, some dogs don't. Um, you can find that out through these um, through these tests. The other cool thing about them um, is that, um, and I think I told you this a long time ago, Dave. Um, they are solving cold cases like crazy. Um, 
a, a friend of mine had her, her best friend was murdered by a dog. They, no, by oh. a human. Oh, okay. Uh, her best friend was murdered by a human. <laughs> what? It's a ridiculous thing to say. Thanks for that. Her best friend was murdered. And because somebody, so, somebody's cousin uh, did this DNA, it got them close enough to the DNA that was collected from the murder. And they caught that guy 27 years later. Um, because he tried to find out if he was 3% Scandinavian. No, because his cousin tried to find out if they were 3% Scandinavian. Yeah. And they looked at all of the family members that were still alive in that group. And then they took the DNA off of that person's cigarette butt and they found that th that was the killer. And this person was brought to justice because somebody's cousin uh, needed to know uh, whether or not they had an appropriate name for their culture. You know, that's, that's what, it, so two things, your health and um, fighting crime. Those great. You know, if you're curious, fine. I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't need to know. I, I, I am know. way more interested in finding out the specific stories that I can determine from uh, ancestors. And I've done that type of research and those stories are meaningful to me uh, because uh, I love stories. Right. And, uh, and the other is that I absolutely would it be interesting to see that those sort of uh, that sort of same jackassery in history have manifested itself in me. And then I know that it's like, that they truly are my family. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example here. So my my family, the, you know, a few years ago, uh, I had a family member do the whole DNA test stuff. And then on top of that, they, you know, that sprung into this whole conversation around like, well, did you know that on your mom's side, uh, you actually have a family castle and there's this family castle in Scotland and it's it's named after your family to this day. It's got your your family's name to it. And my response was, do I get anything from this? Like, do I do I get part of the castle? Is it do I get any kind of money from? Well, no, your family doesn't own the castle anymore. It's long since, you know, changed hands a million times. Well, that's great. Is it like, is it can I go visit the castle? Well, no, it's not a public castle. You can't actually go look at it. And then on top of everything else, I go and look at this castle online. I look it up online. It's not even called a castle. It's called the house. I'm not going to give my family's last name, but it's called a certain house. And I guess you it's could basically a mobile home of castles. You, you could for, you could much. squint and say maybe this thing was a castle. It's not a castle. There's no drawbridge. There's no moat. There's no nothing. Like, there's no coolness. There's no castle factor to this thing. It's just a big <laughs> stone building that's called a castle. So on every level, I get nothing from it. It changes nothing about my day to day. And on top of everything else, I could go drive and look at it from a distance, but I can't even go into my family's castle. There is so nothing. Go ahead. You basically got um, a certified letter reminder that um, one of your ancestors lost lost the house in a poker yeah, game. Yeah, totally, hundred yeah. percent. Like, did nothing for me in the end. So okay, now let's tie this all back to the ancient shit beetles. <laughs> right, but to Steve's <laughs> point, I do now want to know if I have hip dysplasia. Tracy, please continue. <laughs> Our fourth story, there are countless ways to make a hot dog. Apparently, that includes pranks <laughs> that are formed in a flat, round shape. Recently, round hot dogs from meat delivery service Rastelli's went viral on social media, leaving numerous Twitter users 
confused, which is not hard, by the way. Unlike yeah. traditional hot dogs, Rostelli's round hot dogs are flat, round, and fit better on a hamburger bun than traditional hot dog buns. I like these kind of hot dogs. I also call them baloney because that's what they are. <laughs> the pork <laughs> slices of bologna with a glaze you, on the top of it. You fried bologna, you jackwagons. Yes, many people on social media pointed out that the food innovation is similar to something that is already exists. <laughs> <laughs> that sentiment was confirmed by the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, President Eric Mittenhall. I want to have him on the podcast because <laughs> today I learned that there is such a thing called the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Uh, Eric Mittenhall uh, said, the hot dog patties are a wonderful sales creation. Uh, it's uh, great to have someone has developed a marketing tool for another way yet to enjoy hot dogs, but the flat hot dogs are also known as Bologna. Yeah. You okay? So if it's if it's a proper hot dog and it has a casing on the top and the bottom, it's going to be hell to get your condiments to stay on it proper. It's just going to slide off yeah. the side of the. Yeah. It's just totally suck. You guys, um, uh, you guys want to see why I get paid the big bucks? Watch this. Hot dogs are the food of genealogy. Wait, did I do that right? I didn't do nope. that right. Are the genealogy of food products. There it is. And okay. here's why. Because uh -huh. even if you know what's in a hot dog, which we all do, we've all now had the DNA tests on the hot dog. We know exactly what goes into a hot dog. Nothing about your day-to-day -day changes. You still eat the hot dog. You know why? Because it's a good hot dog and you're, it tastes good and you like eating. You go to Steve's stand, even though you know it's lips and assholes, because <laughs> you like a good hot dog. And it does not matter what's in it. It's the same thing with genealogy. I don't care if I'm made of lips and assholes. I'm still just going to live my day the way I live my day. And I'm still mm. going to eat the hot dog from Steve's stand. Yeah. Yeah, less, now with less than 3% bush meat. Right. Please don't... <laughs> Don't do your yeah, fingers that's, like uh, this. That's you? an excellent point. Uh, as uh, my return did show that I was 3% lips and assholes. <laughs> and that's the news, fellas. All right. Hey, uh, we're we're well over an hour already. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up. Before we do, Steve, anything else from you? Anything you want to contradict of what I've said tonight on the show by any chance? Uh, no, but if anybody has an extra 20-inch box fan, um, I'm down one. Yeah, right. So. Tracy, anything else from you? Uh, yeah, my phone uh, came in an Amazon uh, order, and uh, it was delightful, and I didn't spend any time with it at all. And it does exactly what I want it to do in the way I want it to do it. You, okay. Trump card. Tracy could not be more Ron Swanson if he tried. He is the, <laughs> he. it's like the Parks and Rec people sat with Tracy over the course of five years and developed a character based on Tracy that they renamed Ron Swanson. For those of you who know Parks and Rec and maybe don't know Tracy, he's Ron Swanson. Yeah, it's it's really hard to deny it. And I remember it was, it was several years ago, you said, do you ever watch Parks and Recreation? I said, I've never heard of it. I don't watch really television at all. And uh, he said, uh, well, you need to see this. And he gave me a super cut of Ron Swanson. And I was in love immediately. Yeah. And so I, uh, so uh, that, that actually turned me on to the show and, and many other places of, uh, of television entertainment. But uh, that was, uh, you're right. Great theme song, by the way. All right. For Steve, for Ron, Sw Sw for Ron Swanson, 
God, why Lush can't Lush. I? Why can't I nail that? I Damn. knew what Damn. I wanted to do. I knew exactly what I want. Okay, stop the show. For Did Steve, for Ron Swanson, for me, Dave. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show.